Welcome to the Partnernomics Show, where industry thought leaders discuss the hottest topics in partnerships, ecosystems, and innovation. The Partnernomics Show is brought to you by IOLife Solutions, a product incubator specific to Salesforce. Now here's the host of the Partnernomics Show, Mark Brigman. Welcome back to another episode of the Partnernomics Show. It's great to be with you again. I have Mr. Jason Hewlett with us. Jason, how are you doing today? Yeah, really good, Mark. Really good. Thanks for having me on. Jason, I almost said uh, good morning to you, but uh, it's good afternoon or close to good evening for you, huh? Yeah, it's just coming up to yeah, 2.15, so yeah, in the afternoon. So well, it's right. early, you still have a couple early. hours work left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, never ends. Never ends. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So Jason is with Speedy Consultants, and uh, Jason, Matt, really enjoyed getting to know him uh, over the last many months, and Jason is... Uh, an expert in the world of affiliate partnerships and uh, really enjoy uh, our conversations as I continue to learn about uh, affiliate relationships. But I asked Jason if he wouldn't mind coming on board and chatting with us. Jason has uh, written a book and works with uh, clients all over the globe uh, to help them with the best practices of affiliates. But uh, Jason, let me ask you to uh, just kind of take it over. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you uh, dive into the business world and how did you get into uh, consulting? Yeah, so I started digitally in 1997. So, you know, a whole millennia ago. Um, And and basically, I just kind of fell into um, a role for an organization that wanted to create basically price comparison. So we created, we were the first people to create price comparison aggregation um, in the UK. Um, And one of my jobs once we built that was to go out and white label it for third parties. So you'd have these big brands, AOL, CompuServe, a whole bunch of UK brands, Ashgeeves, those kind of guys. Um, And we'd just basically take a white label model, deliver it into their finance section, and share revenue. So this was my first real experience of white labeling, um, referrals, partnerships, the whole thing, all in one go. Um, and from there, we um, I left those guys in 2003, set up Speedy, and we just carried on doing the same kind of thing. So we work with companies to help them exponentially grow through affiliates, referrals, loyalty programs, all kinds of partnerships, um really so yeah and we've been doing that now 20 odd years so so that's a seasoned veteran you've been doing that for quite a while and i talk about you know starting partnernomics in 2014 it's like man you guys have been around like forever but it's it's cool to whenever i get to meet other entrepreneurs and business owners that's been doing this more than twice as long as us so Awesome. Well, hey, let's go ahead and dive in here. And uh, so you've already mentioned, you know, affiliate relationships and uh, referrals and those sorts of things. Man, let's just kind of build this thing from the ground up. Um, can you share some examples of affiliates, you know, just like affiliate partnerships and what do they typically look like or how are they typically organized? If you think of kind of like that that average uh, relationship that's out there. Yeah. So I guess, so first thing we'll take a little step back. So what is an affiliate? Um Everybody that listens to this will have used an affiliate website this week. I guarantee it. Airbnb, Booking.com, Uber, Hyatt, you name it. They're affiliate sites. They're basically earning money for referring people to partners. So for us, an affiliate 
is a organization or person that refers business that doesn't have an existing relationship with you as a client. This is how I differentiate between affiliate and referral. So referral partner tends to be a customer in, in my world. So customer, I, I send a note, if you refer me to tell you friends, I'll give you 50 bucks a forever signs up. That's a referral. An affiliate is an, another site, another business, another entity that will send you business for money. It's very mercenary. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Um, and, and how that typically works is that affiliates shouldn't be seen as the bottom of the barrel. These Some of these businesses are doing millions of dollars every year. They have multiple members of staff. These guys are very good at what they do. They could have a little niche. They could be app developers. They could be social media experts. They could be content experts. There's all these affiliates dotted around that you probably don't see, but you probably interact with their content. So, you know, some of these affiliates are great because as a startup or a new, or, you know, Series A funded company, you may have some skill gaps in your business. So you may be good at some forms of marketing. You may not have the budget or the time to develop other things. So you can outsource that to an affiliate. Affiliate could run, could build your app for you. They could do your app marketing for you. They could, they could run social for you. They could, and, and you're paying on a reward basis. So you're paying on a cost per, cost per conversion, you know, cost per performance. So there's a whole way that smaller and, and massive companies, massive companies could use affiliates as well. Don't get me wrong. But where we sit in that sort of sweet spot in the middle sort of startup up to sort of mid-level, these guys use affiliates to do a number of things, not just generate income for them. Sometimes that's a byproduct. Yeah, I was thinking like, you know, typically, at least when I think of affiliates, you know, I think of a website link. But it's it's been amazing to watch just over the last couple of years, QR codes in magazines and books, even on your television. All right. So that just kind of starts the digital journey to kind of get that going. Uh, you know, what's I guess what's what's your thoughts on like how kind of some creative ways that we could use affiliates that goes beyond just the traditional web link that we hit from a website. You know, I think that's how it was in the in the 90s and 2000s, you know, that was kind of the starting point, but it certainly evolved from there. Yeah, I mean, to be honest in those days, if you remember, it used to be banner walls. It used to look like a flea market. Yeah, the banner ads. You, you just have banner walls everywhere all flashing and pop-ups and everything else. I mean, yeah, people have got a little bit more um clever and a bit more savvy about things. Video is a great way of doing stuff. Um, you know, a lot of content is written you know, even more so now with AI, it is just churned out and churned out and churned out. Whereas video, yes, there's some there's some fake stuff and deep fake stuff out there, but predominantly affiliates can be using, you know, video content, partner webinars. You know, when we talk about partnerships, we, we talk about webinars. Why not do that with some of your affiliates? Some of these affiliates could have huge audiences. You know, we've got we've got companies in the UK. I don't know if you have them in the US, but you know, people like Top Cashback. I know you do. Quidco, you do. You know, these have got six, seven million members. If if you go to these guys and say, let's do some kind of 
co-branded webinar or or something that's kind of different to their normal here's a directory listing and you know or search for a product and you'll save 10 bucks if you use this voucher code you need to be a little bit clever and we can come on to talk about voucher codes and things as well but there's a whole raft of um different ways that the you know businesses can work with affiliates as long as it makes sense for them to do that i mean if they're not a discounted brand or they don't run offers or coupons or discounts then some affiliates won't be worthwhile but there'll be others more technical editorially content driven affiliates tech-based affiliates there'll be all kinds where it does matter and it does fit then then you know do do whatever you can to to sort of help them promote but yeah we still see probably 70 percent of our client activity comes through that little blue underlined link still a text link yeah yeah. Because we've, you know, we've conditioned people, Pavlov's dog is if it's blue and it's underlined, it's a link. <laughs> That's right. We don't uh, have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if it's yeah, if it's not broke, uh, there's nothing there to fix. Um, let me shift over to the second question. That is, how does an affiliate strategy um, uh, you know, differ or complement even other partnership strategies? Uh, is it for, for partnership strategies, is it one size fits all? Or for affiliates, is is there some additional questions and analysis we might need to do? Um, not really. It, it tends to be, it, it's all kind of complementary. I guess what we've seen is we have seen companies split this stuff up. So you join our referral program, join our affiliate program, become a partner. We've got an agency program. We're an ISP with this, with that, with the other. So they have split it up, but the, the fundamental technology behind it all is still the same. All I'm doing is I'm putting you in a different box when you've landed and because you've self-identified as a particular type of business. Um, so the thing that you find with affiliates is they will be quicker to sign up. They'll be quicker to engage. They won't necessarily be quicker to enable, but they will be quicker to engage and sign up and do, because it, it's a self-service model. All you're doing is you you have um, an ad or promotions to promote your program. You get people to sign up. They sign there and then. They haven't got a you know you're not exchanging paper like we do with other partnerships because it's not it's not I'm gonna I'm gonna say this horribly wrong. It's not that big of a deal. You're sending me traffic. I'm sending you money. That's it. There's no um, co-work with brand. There's no, you know, leverage of anything else. Pretty other, simple. Other... It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. It's kind which of is here's what... the program, take it or leave it. <laughs> sort yeah, of which is, yeah, which is why I consult on it because I'm a simple man and it's just easy. <laughs> yeah. So you know that that's kind of thing. It is simple, but it's simple is is not necessarily doesn't mean it can't be sophisticated and it can't be hard to do and hard to manage. It just it just does mean that it has to set it has to set itself apart from other things because an affiliate could have he could be running some kind of directory or marketplace. He could have 150 partners. He could have 3,000 partners. He could have 5,000 partners. He's got being bombarded all the time. And to be honest, he if if you don't make that process easy for him to sign up and promote you, he's not going to. He's on to the next thing. So so with affiliates, we have to be we have to bear that in mind that some of this is very, very quick. 
you need to have everything ready for these guys because as soon as they sign up, you want to be sending them creative. You want to be sending them trackable links. You want to be sending them content. You want to give them access to your resource center. You need to be doing that. And, and that, you know, you and I have talked about the, the higher level partnerships, which takes a longer time. You know, you're talking about a 90 days plan or a 180 days plan. Sometimes with affiliates, you have to get them the, the minute they sign up because otherwise their, their brain's off on something else. So you have to make sure that you preload and then you trickle in and follow up and do all the other stuff afterwards. So speaking of like strategy, there's two kind of questions that bounce into my head. I'd be curious to have you respond to. And one is um, like, how does mobile play into strategy? And are there certain companies where maybe, um, you know, they'll be in, more interested and ensuring that there's a mobile component or maybe for certain offerings. Um, it's it's almost vital that there is a mobile component to that. Let's let's kind of start there with that one. Is that yeah, so so I mean so so mobile's kind of one of these funny places again, it's multiple things, isn't it? People just think mobile, they think mobile. Um, but you've got mobile responsive websites, that's that's mobile, you've got apps. That's mobile. So there's there's a couple of different ways, and, and therefore you need to basically create content, emotional activity that fits. So there's no point having desktop banners and not having anything for mobile because it doesn't work. It, you know, you can't run a, a thousand by sixteen hundred ad that you would do a takeover on screen on a on a mobile ad. So you need different size creative. You also need different types of content. What are people looking for on, on their mobile phones these days? What's the most popular things? TikTok videos, Instagram reels, Facebook stories. So what does that tell you? That tells you I need to create 20 to 30 seconds to a minute based content ads that's video generated because people don't sit and read stuff on their phone anymore. I think I'm the only dinosaur that probably still does. <laughs> you know, everyone's in these poppy videos and everything else. So you know, creating content around that is a good thing. However, the other thing to say, conversely, the affiliates that you go after in that space will be very, very good at telling you what works. So they can come back to you and be saying to you guys, you know, we're the millennials in this space. We know how all this works. Here's what we need from you. So, it, it, you know, don't think affiliates is a one-way street in terms of you're having to educate them and you're having to teach them. They're going to be teaching you stuff if you've got gaps in your knowledge. So, you know, so be open to that. Yeah, and I think, yeah so And, and mobile is a great thing because it is growing. It is growing. Yeah. Um, so let's shift over to the third question, and I'm going to kind of piggyback in my my second strategy question with that. But next thing I want to kind of dig into a little bit, and you you alluded to this earlier, and that's around recruiting. You know, recruiting uh, those those new affiliates. Um, but I was also kind of curious to to understand a little bit deeper in communications. I mean, it seems like like a communication strategy, even from from both a recruiting perspective to get uh, those high value partners. But then also to um, inform or educate or stay engaged with existing affiliates partners that you have. Uh, so yeah, just like share some best practices when it comes to re recruiting affiliates. Um, yeah, so start with the easy bit first. 
um, recruiting. So one thing we always say to all our clients is treat your affiliate program, in fact, treat your partner program like a product. You have to go out and market it. You have to <clears throat> have resources, landing pages. You have to have that because you will always, always, always be recruiting affiliates. It doesn't stop. It's not a one and done. I'm really sorry, people. It is not a one and done. It's hey, Jason, <clears throat> you are so right on that. Um, you know, I think I see a lot of entrepreneurs and young, uh, you know, young companies see partnering as this way to almost we're going to hand over the lead generation obligations to somebody else. That's not true. You're just shifting sales. You're shifting sales motion from a direct sales motion to now you're you're selling to get partners. Yeah. And that's that's something that you cannot delegate away. It's I love what you just said and that is, you know, treat treat it like a product. Treat this program like a product. Because you're going to build it, you're going to sell it, you're going to tune it, you'll refine it, you'll manage it. So true. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah and you kind of have to. And so in terms of then the communication, then the communication is once you've got those affiliates, you have to treat them like a sales force. You would not send your sales force out if they didn't understand the product. You just wouldn't. So why are you doing that with affiliates? And you have to educate them. So Every time there's a there's a product development, every time there's a change in the industry that your affiliates need to know about that you would tell your own sales force, you need to communicate that to your affiliates. New creative, it's Halloween at the moment. Have you got Halloween creative? You know, all the seasonal things. So all your marketing plan that you have across your business should now include affiliates in that distribution. Every little touch point that you can provide with an affiliate is another way that that affiliate can earn income. So therefore, you're helping them to help you. So it, it, it's it's a good thing. You're not badgering them going, put my links live, put my links live. We do that to start with because some of these guys take a long time to get enabled. But once they're enabled and once, you know, we'll probably come onto it, how we keep them motivated is we pay them money. Simples. <laughs> once you start paying people money, it's... You get their attention. Like, yeah, it's kind of, you get, you get that kind of thing. So... You know, other recruiting best practices is, I always say like the, the little kid in the Sixth Sense movie at the end where he says, I see dead people everywhere. I see affiliates everywhere. Everybody is a potential affiliate. In a, no matter what you look at, you pick up a magazine, you go you go to Walmart, you go to Books A Million or get a buzz and over, you, buy, you, you pick up a magazine, you look at all the ads in that magazine. Their potential, their potential partners. If you picked up the right magazine for your industry, all the advertisers in there, all the news section, the news section that we talk about potential partners and, and new developments, and all of a sudden you can think, "Now yeah, my business could do with that, or my business can help improve that." So let's innovate, let's co-innovate. So people, I, I mean, I'm a magazine junkie. I've got a house full of magazines, well, magazines everywhere, all kinds of weird stuff because I love magazines, and that's what I use. So, you know, trade press, just have a look at, yeah, I don't know, Chamber of Commerce magazines, all the industry news, there, there's potential there. Just And, and that's, not, that's without going to an affiliate network or an affiliate agency to go out and find these people. Then you're using Google. Look at review sites. Look at who's ranking for all the keywords you want to rank for because affiliates could actually be dominating the space that you want to sit in. And I'm the other thing I am is I'm lazy. 
So why would I try and spend a whole bunch of money to get SEO the number one spot when I can pick the phone up and find the guy who's number one and say, how do I get my product on your website? Exactly. Well, this this term, fishing in a barrel, to me, man, working with affiliates is you find out who has your barrel, (laughs) who who has already grouped your ideal customers and how can you work out a mutually beneficial relationship and you have to compensate them? That's you know, yeah. one, one of many things you have to do with them. But yeah, and that can be, and, and to be honest, talking to barrels, you know, and those things, we're not seeing it just yet, although we've started to, because we're starting to do it. LinkedIn groups, Slack groups, social groups. These are collections of people around your target audience. So these are your IPP or sorry, these are ICP. And all you need to do is talk to the admin of that thing and say, how do I pay you for inquiries? How do I pay you for this? And now all of a sudden, they're earning from a community that they've built. And that's powerful stuff because then that means they can reinvest where the community, they can do all these other things. So there's always an affiliate option. And, and to be honest, the, the, the way I would position that with anybody is just say, just ask. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no. Right. (laughs) Last question for you, Mr. Jason, that is, uh, you know, managing partners. Um, What's what's some of the kind of best practices, success practices, some things we need to think about when it comes to, you know, we we've set up an affiliate program, we've recruited them uh, like every other partnering program. You're going to have some that are good and some that do absolutely nothing for you. But what are what are some of those management best practices that we can put into our affiliate programs? Yeah, so, so first thing I'd say with that is, as much as I say, always be recruiting. Don't worry about the numbers of partners that you have. Worry about the number of it. Uh, I was about to say active. I was about to do a crate there, but I won't. I was about to start talking about active sellers, but we won't. Um, we'll talk about active partners because that's more important. And then what I would do as a management thing is I would have a baseline for everybody. You would send them a newsletter once a week with updates or once a month, or you'd send them some tips or whatever that needs to be. Then what I'm doing during that week is I'm ringing our top 10 affiliates. You're doing great. What's happened? How has this spiked? What else can we do to support this? How do we make this grow? You, I'm, I'm still amazed how many people don't pick up the phone anymore and talk to their affiliates. They're hiding behind email. Um, if you're in a similar location or you know everyone's geo-based, then try and get them to a lunch and learn or try and get them to a meet. Try and get them to create a little meetup once once every couple of months and then sit down with them and manage them that kind of stuff really really helps but other than that it's kind of what you would do with a bigger partner um and then of course there's nothing stopping you moving this this tends to blow people's minds there's nothing stopping you moving an affiliate into a direct partner relationship because they've now got the volume and there's also nothing wrong with having a partner that you want an isv or a massive partner and have them as an affiliate to start with so that you can prove to them and to you that this is worthwhile doing. Yeah, I love so, that approach. That and then you can move people. There's a lot of fluidity with, and this is what people do. This is the problem. People put in a box and they don't allow people to move between boxes. And your job as the partnership manager is to say, yeah, actually, we need to move the top five performers from affiliates now because 
they're generating eight percent of our revenue, and we need to we need to put our white gloves on, and we need to hand, handle them better as a business. So therefore, we're going to move them into a higher tier. We pay them a bit more commission, we a bit more hands on, we give them a bit more resource. So you know, and you can do that up and down, and you can move people down. So people that aren't performing. You say to them, right, well, actually, guys, this isn't working for us anymore. Let's put you into our affiliate program because you still, you know, there's a potential to earn income. We haven't wasted all the work that we've put in together, blah, blah, blah. So that sort of management is is kind of kind of key. Yeah, there's it seems that there's definitely different tiers and different programs, even. I love you know stuff that you're talking about is um, you know, we certainly have clients that offer affiliate programs, referral programs, ISV, even tech integration, all the way across the same company. And and they have partners that fulfill all of those lanes as well. It, it's certainly not mutually exclusive. You can yeah. have uh, you know your partners uh, be participating in multiple partnership programs. And you also love what you, you talked about with affiliates is it's it's kind of a, you know, pretty much a, a low risk, low lift uh, proposition for that. It's not like you're going in and spending days recruiting them and negotiating these contracts, right? I mean, it's a, it's a click through web, you know, contract. So there's not a lot of cost or a lot of risk in that. And in those situations, it is fine to have to, to play the big net game. You're always recruiting and, yeah. and let them kind of decide how, productive they're going to be or how they'll lay out uh as you know you kind of your top to bottom list if you have a hundred if you have a thousand you know you're always going to have this line in there where everybody above the line is providing positive value to us those below are not providing much value but as long as there's not cost you know or any significant cost to that um all the better but I, but i love how you talked about you have to constantly communicate with them you know my, my yeah. buddy greg Andrew talks about like if you're not top of mind of your partners, you know, somebody else is. And like yeah. you said, I mean, whoever has my attention, whoever's sending checks my way, those commission checks, um, that's who I'm going to be working on behalf of. So it's it's still a relationship game as well. Yeah, <laughs> it, it kind of is. I mean, one one thing just to finally sort of say about all of this is that what we like positioning with the affiliate side is we position it for people that have just come into a role that are starting a new program for a new company. So a company, the CEO wakes up one morning and says, we need a partner program because I've just read that Microsoft did $6 billion last year and they've got a million things, so we need that too. And you've got 12 months to build it. And it's like, oh my God, it's not going to, you know, they don't, that's not going to happen. So what you do is you, you go off and you do your ISVs, your GSIs, your integrations, your marketplaces, all the stuff that takes a bit more time, but then you have the affiliate program running alongside. So every month, at least you can report into whoever you report into that there's activity happening. It's not a case of, well, we're just waiting for contracts and that's going to be another six weeks. You can use affiliates quite quickly, strategically to actually say, I can hit the ground running and say, here we go, we're starting to see activity. And that doesn't necessarily equate to sales, but depending how you're tracking, you could be tracking impressions, clicks, views of content, all kinds of stuff that will give you valuable marketing ops information because now you can go back to your CMO and you can say, look, our affiliate network has just generated you 6 million clicks so far this month or however big it is. Um, 
while at the same time you you can then start talking about you know the bigger fish that you're trying to go after that will take a long time yeah that sounds awesome man it's yeah these larger programs they certainly take a significant amount of time to get going but it's all about getting results and yeah, yeah we've certainly seen clients where in a short amount of time with an affiliate type of a program um as, as long as there's a a very a, a good well-defined strategy where it's it's not just spray and pray but there's actually some some method to the madness you can certainly start getting very positive results with lead generation as you're saying that's that's where the sales start but start to get that in in pretty short order yeah and it, and it works across the board as well so it, it it doesn't have to be if you go on google and you search affiliate marketing it's all going to be b2c so you're going to be looking at cost per sale cost per you know and then you're going to look at that and you're going to go okay well i can't really do a cost per sale because i've got a long life cycle product life cycle it's going to take six months or i take it offline and then it goes into meetings, then it goes back online. So you have these these sort of weird customer journeys, don't you? So for, when you look at affiliates in the B2C space, it's very linear. It's visit the website, buy the product, get commission. But for some of the stuff we're potentially talking about here, you may have a multiple, again, another multiple um, version of your program. You might do a cost per lead. So you might have a small cost per lead, you say 10 bucks for everybody who fills this form in. Then you may say, I'll then pay 50 bucks for everybody who then takes a demo or takes that first call. And then I'll pay out a thousand dollars for a sale, whatever that life cycle may be. Or you may set up your program and say, actually, we're just going to pay for clicks because my business understands pay per click, it understands search ads, and all my marketing director wants to talk about is his cost per click. So you can build your program on a cost per click basis doesn't have to be on that. I've seen programs that have built on email list builds. So we'll pay you 50 cents for every email you send us that's, that's not a Yahoo or, or Gmail or Hotmail account. I've seen programs done on, on leads. And, and I mean, not just name and email, you know, 84, 80 field question sets, big, big forms. Yes, that costs more money to have more data, but you can just do it on the databases. Or you can do the bog standard pay per sale. And that can be either a flat fee or a percentage or whatever it needs to be. But don't be limited by one thing. Don't be limited by your business model. There'll be a way to get affiliates to work. That's a great takeaway there. Jason, you just gave me an idea for our next uh, conversation, our next podcast. It'd be cool to do a comparison contrast between B2C versus B2B. Yeah, how are they similar? How are they different? Obviously, you're laying some pieces out here, but uh, I know there's a lot more to it. But uh, Jason, thank you so much for carving some time out of your day to chat with us, man. This has been awesome. I'm already looking forward to uh, the next conversation. Yeah, no, sounds good. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Partnernomics Show. Don't forget to subscribe to get the newest episodes at thepartnernomicsshow.com. Special thanks to our sponsors, Iolite. To learn more about Iolite, visit iolitepro.com and Partnernomics, the science of partnering. To learn more about the suite of Partnernomics courses, coaching programs, and consulting services, visit Partnernomics.com. See you on the next episode.